It's the Favorites Podcast presented by FanDuel. Football season is here, and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel. I love betting at FanDuel because they've got an app that's safe and easy to use. Plus, they have all the markets I'm looking to bet, like spreads, live betting, player props, same game parlays, and more. So use promo code FAVORITES and download the FanDuel app today to make every moment more this football season. You must be 21 and over in select states. Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FANDUEL.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Virginia, 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text Hope NY in New York. Tennessee red line is 1-800-889-9789, 1-800-522-4700 Wyoming or visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia. Welcome to The Favorites, the podcast from the Volume Podcast Network. I am Chad Millman, Chief Content Officer of the action network i am joined as i am every episode by my co-host my companion my compadre my bff professional better simon hunter that it moves so fast we're already into week three i'm trying to have it slow down a little bit even this week i was just thinking about i was like man this is flying by already already almost into week three how's this happen is that just life or is that just football mode I can't believe it's week three. Like I looked up at the calendar. I'm like, what? It's late September. It's week three of the NFL. I feel like we were just celebrating the beginning. We just got into the start of the year. And now we're in week three and every line is cockeyed. Whereas last week, everything felt so clear. This week, every game feels like a struggle. I've been researching and studying. and We've made some bets. And I still can't wrap my head around half of these games. But you know what? Today, Simon, we're going to do our best. We're going to try to get to our final five. Again, reminder, these are our final five as of a Thursday afternoon. Simon and I, the contest we are in, the lines lock midweek. We do not have to put our picks in until Sunday at noon. So Simon and I, after we do the show Convince Me, which you can watch on the Action Network YouTube channel, the Action Network app and on Action Network Twitter at Twitter at Action Network HQ. We do that 11 a.m. Eastern on Sunday. We will do that show. Then Simon and I will talk. We'll make our final five. We will put those in the app, Action Network app, follow it, faves five. We got to do our big balls, better the week. Last week, it was the New York Jets. Look at us. We got to do some scooch roulette. We got to do some round robin. But first, before we get to it, let's do sharp calls. Hello, who's there? I'm talking. Ring, ring, telephone ring. Somebody saying, baby, what you doing? What are, the, what are the people calling you saying this week? I feel like people are just trying to get me down, Chad, because I'm just feeling so good. I mean, there's, Matt Mitchell knows, there's two, there's few better feelings than that 2-0 feeling. Just walking around this week 2-0, I feel like Philadelphia especially was a buzzing. I'm feeling good. Me and Chad have had two back-to-back winning weeks. 
obviously way better than what we started last year. So I'm trying to not let the negative get me down. But man, I did not think this Colts-Chiefs game would be so split. I thought all the pros would be on the Colts. They love the Chiefs. And I've already seen the stats. I think Evan put out the, uh, Evan Abrams put out the article. It's basically trends. A lot of stuff points to the Chiefs. So I get where these, these pros are coming from. But then just like me and you, Chad, I think a lot of guys were from the other side of like, you wanted to grab that seven, you wanted to grab the six and a half, you wanted to grab the six. Now the five and a half is there. I don't see the pros really taking that. Um, so it's interesting the books did that because they know, again, we already talked about it. everyone's teaser is going to have the Chiefs in it. Everyone's betting the Chiefs, right? Like, especially now that it's under six. That's such a key number. Um, interesting. And that, um, again, one of the more games I'm more excited to watch this weekend because we just t- we already took a position. We thought it was going to go back to seven. It went the complete opposite way. Again, that's probably more shocking things that happened this week. And the books are clearly taking a stand. Like, some number nerd is going to get fired if the Chiefs win this game by 21 because – the books, they're just going to have everyone in the world having this in teaser and parlays. Everyone's going to be all over the Chiefs. So definitely one of the more interesting calls I got. The next one is they want to stay away, Chad, from uh, the Bills-Miami game. I, I'm with you about loving Miami. We love this spot, divisional home dog. Man, could, could they not want us to stay away more? Um, so I think that will be one we won't put in our contest now. I took it out um, just because just there's other games I like more. I think I'm still going to bet Miami. But interesting to hear that pros are really back in this Bills team in this position. I think historically, maybe they're looking at what Josh Allen's done in this position. But, man, I, don't, I just feel like, again, I know people keep reiterating that the Bills beat the defending Super Bowl champion and then the one seed from the AFC last year. But come on, man, it's like a new year. I don't know really how much weight I hold to the fact that they dominated those two teams. Miami will be a great test for both teams. So, again, talk about the most exciting game this week. I would say just from a fan perspective, Miami Bills for me, for professional betting's perspective, Colts and Chiefs. And then the one we already talked about, and we'll talk about more today, Patriots. The, the pros love the Patriots. They hit that number big time. I've seen it down to two and a half in a lot of books now. Interesting. Interesting, interesting, interesting. I think of all the things, again, of all the line movements, those two ones popped out, right? The Colts and this Patriots one. Shocked they took it off the three. That means they are more than happy for people to keep coming in and taking this Ravens number. Um, so I love that three. I mean, we'll talk about it if it's two and a half in the contest. I don't feel as great because, again, we got burned with Carolina Panthers last week. We both loved them, especially at three. We took it at two and a half. The number landed on three. So, again, that one we'll have to think about for contest if it's two and a half. But Patriots, it just feels like, again, a huge pros versus Joe's game. Bunch of really sharp groups have hit that number. And you've seen the results. It's dropped down now despite all this money and all the tickets coming on the Ravens. So, Definitely those three games were the most talked about to me for the last two days. Two things. Um, On the Colts. I'm shocked the number moved to five and a half. Yeah. That tells me that even though you're getting sort of whispers on both sides, that tells me the majority of the professionals like the Colts at seven. They like the Colts at six and a half. They like the Colts at six. No matter what the sample size is saying about Mahomes, in this situation, there's there's more than enough data, historical data, to bet the other side, both in a micro point of view on Andy Reid. He's actually uh he's actually under 500 against the spread when he's on 10 days of rest. So in this scenario, everyone always talks about Andy Reid being 
the guy who game plans so well with a bye week. This is extra rest, but it's not a bye week. He's under 500 against the spread in these Thursday game, 10 day, 10 day window scenarios. Number one, number two, there's so much more data since 2010 from Evan Abrams, director of research, Action Network, when this teams have gone 57, 41, and one against the spread in week three, when they face a team that is not winless, 45, 29, and one against the spread, 60.8%, okay? Since 2010, winless teams, both straight up and against the spread, are 39 and 24 against the spread in week three, 62%. Again, Indianapolis falls into both of those. If you got the Colts plus seven, and that was available for a hot minute, if you got the Colts six and a half, I'd still feel good about this. Five and a half, you're starting to fall into that I don't have the best of the number scenario anymore. And that's when the percentages start to work against you. Um, so I can understand why people wouldn't want to bet the Colts at five and a half, but I'm very comfortable with the Colts at plus seven. Yeah. And again, we, I feel like we both kind of agreed that was going to be automatically kind of locked in at seven, six and a half for us. We just, we have to play this number. We don't honestly have a choice. Well, you guys all do have a choice now because it is five and a half. We talked, that's a key number. Like if you got the seven, you're trying to be a, a genius and hit that middle. Can't fault you. You literally are getting a, a point and a half of line movement through two key numbers of six and a half and six. So yep. I get the play of why guys like the Kansas City on the other side, but to me, I feel like everything me and Chad talked about sound with the Colts are getting back two major guys from injury, Leonard and Pittman. Pittman, the wide receiver, Leonard's their linebacker. And it's two guys that are crucial to their teams. Like, do we think that they're better than the Jaguars? I still kind of think the Jaguars would have beat them last week. Do I think they're a 24 to nothing bad? No, that was just all their red zone trips were just a complete failure with Matt Ryan. He just looked like he didn't know where to go with the ball because, again, he didn't have Pittman. So this week, I just think the Chiefs, we've seen this kind of position before. They're playing against a team that we don't know if we don't care if the Colts win. Right. I mean, we probably are going to put them in the money line around Robin. But just in this position against this Chiefs team, we've seen teams that are run dominant, have success against this Chiefs team. And just through two weeks, I've seen teams pick up big gains on the ground against this Chiefs team. So to me, I know it's a lot to bank on, but I just think like we talked about, people are underrating this Colts team. But the number's at five and a half now. It's it's hard for me and Chad now to tell you guys to take it where I looked even 24 hours after we did our show and we talked about that one book hanging that seven, that seven was still there 24 hours later. So the value was there. It was sitting there. It's just unfortunate that it dropped so heavily before the week to five and a half. Like, it's just hard to give that out when we're sitting on six and a half and seven. And it also, it dropped like in the last 12 hours. It was at six and a half into late into Wednesday night. So- right. Uh, the other game you talked about, Bills Dolphins. Look, I think this is almost one of those things where it's shaping up. The Bills have been so dominant. Yeah. And the Bills historically, if the Bills win, they cover. If eh, otherwise, bet the Dolphins on the money line. <laughs> yeah. It almost feels like you should do that, right? Yeah. Then obviously you can play the six and a half it, because that's the right number to play. But the Bills have been one of those teams that are covering juggernauts. And if they're going to win, they're going to dominate. Yeah. And again, we're all going to be on the over. Like I would love to come here and be that guy to be like, no, bet this under. It's just, I love both these offenses and I've seen weaknesses on both defenses. Again, the bills have had injuries to their secondary. 
Xavier Howard popped up an injury list this week. And again, if he's got a groin injury, you know, I got Gabe Davis coming back to join Stefan Diggs. To me, again, we can all talk about one-two combos. I Even coming this year, I love Gabe Davis. That one-two combo of him and Diggs with Allen, like scramble mode, it's just, it's uncoverable, especially if you have a, your number one corner has a pulled groin. So again, something to keep your eye on. Um, but I just, there's other games I can see it happens in the contest. And the fact that I already heard a couple of pros really come in and really vouch for this Bills team. Now we saw the number jump from four and a half to five and a half to six and a half. That's pro money. That's a real groups making real noise on this Bills team. So it's just hard for us to kind of go against that where, in this position, we always take Miami. It's just like a home divisional dog, and a lot of the trends back it up. Like in this position, a team like uh, the Bills, who I think won both games by over 20 points, they don't fare well in week three. They usually do not cover. So, again, Chad and I already talked to Nazium. You're going to get an inflated line on the Bills every week just because they're the most publicly favorite team right now. He's got a g- g- groin injury. Groin <laughs> injury. Shout out, cheers. You know, I got a phone call today from a teenager saying that old squares like me shouldn't be doing the sports. Well, Corky, get your scores from a guy like me who knows what it's like to have a groin injury. We got to think about who we're putting in our final five here. We love the Colts. At six and a half or seven. If we yeah. open it up and it's five and a half, I don't know if I can get down on that. Right. Exactly. Uh, we love the Jags at plus seven. Yeah, no brainer. Seven, seven and a half, six and a half. I saw uh, Schefter put it out. He's day to day right now, Herbert. Then you see Winston might not even play. They're saying expect to see Andy Dalton for the, the Saints team. They pretty much have the same injury. If anything, Herbert's might might be a little worse because I don't think he's taking the drugs like Winston seemed like he was taking. Um, again, Herbert, I love he's trying to tough it out. But that's a real serious injury. They said he has four cracked cartilage ribs. I think that's code for four cracked ribs. Like, yeah, like that's what that pretty much means. So to me, I love the position. And again, weird number. The fact that it hasn't moved in the public and the professionals have taken a seven. A little interesting. And the books haven't moved it. But I guess that's just the respect to Herbert. But yeah, I, I feel like we're in a great position. They're getting seven and a half, seven or six and a half with the Jags here. So uh, another game that I think is fascinating that we should talk about Tampa Bay and green Bay. We loved this when it was Tampa Bay minus two. It's down to minus one. Yeah. Mike Evans got suspended. Yeah. But he was out when we talked about it. The he other appealed day. It. He appealed. I thought he was going to win honestly the appeal because again, I don't know. It didn't seem like that big of a thing. He didn't throw punches. He just kind of took a cheap shot, pushing the guy, but I didn't. I I betted Bucks minus two, assuming he'd be out, completely I, comfortable. I bet Bucks minus two and a half, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, I just feel like, what what are we looking at here? We've got two teams that are essentially the same, good quarterbacks, no receivers. So then, which team has the better defense, and which team is at home, and which team has Tom Brady? Like, uh, what am I missing here that people all of a sudden have a lot of faith in the Packers? Mike Evans is that much of a difference maker? Are they so are they so enamored with what the Packers did against a terrible Bears team that everybody was overvaluing except for you and me? And what the Bucs did against a really good Saints team that is sound defensively in a spot where they always play badly? Like 
what are we missing here? I I, I kind of want this game to get the pick so I can bet the Bucks again. Oh, it could be teaser protection, right? The one and a half was hanging up there. This means everyone in the world is grabbing the seven and a half in their teasers. Um, to me, it's just nothing's changed. Like I still keep betting this number. I love everything Tampa does well against everything that is a weakness to Green Bay. Green Bay, right now, they're two leading receivers. They're one and two number two target share receivers is A.J. Dillon and uh, Jones, two running backs. Okay. I'm going against a team that has arguably the best, some of the best linebacking core and some of the quickest DNs in football in Tampa. Um, I just love the scheme, too, of Brady's been running the ball. He's trying to get Fournette involved. They could not run the ball at all against the Saints. That did not deter them at all. They just kept running it. The Bears were picking up chunks and chunks of yards running against this Green Bay team. Same was uh, Minnesota Vikings. So, again, it's about matchup. And you can factor in, too, historically, Rodgers in Florida is always bad, right? We've, we've looked at it. I think he is in his career just against Tampa is one and three. And think about all those bad teams he played against in the mid-2000s. Still, he just has not performed well when he goes down there. So, uh, I, nothing's changed. I mean, I'm not shocked. I don't see the public come in. Again, another offensive lineman for the Tampa as well got added to the four-week IR. So, it's like they just keep adding guys from that O-line. People are going to see that. And, like, I get it. Um, maybe I'm not going to make this, you know, one of my bigger bets of the week. But I could still see us maybe getting this one in the contest because – it's just a really nice spot for this Tampa team. First home game against Green Bay after a divisional win on the road and just against a defense there they're not going to face really this year. This will probably be one of the best defenses they'll play all year in Green Bay, honestly, just because we've seen their division. It's just Bears don't have a great defense, the Lions don't have a great defense, and the Vikings really don't either. So to me, this is a nice position to be in getting Tampa where I think people are just doubting on them because of the injuries where it's just they're not – it's not that big of a deal. Like Julio is going to be back. I just think they're going to be able to survive in advance in this kind of matchup. It's going to be a fight, but to me, I think we're getting great value on this Tampa team. I have them in the contest right now. I have them. I would say that we have two teams, the Bucks and the Jags, where the number is going to be where we want it to be. So that's sort of what I'm going with. Yeah. And then the Colts, we're waiting to see. Um, Let's talk about the Panthers for a second. You just mentioned Jameis. Matt Rule, who I've been a big believer in, may be terrible. (laughs) So I'm a little frustrated, but it feels like the right spot again. We're 0-2 on the Panthers. Either we're seeing something nobody else is seeing or we're suckers and we believe we're smarter than everybody else. There were a lot of we's in there, Chad. This is your disaster you're the guy coming to the season that was high on them i'm just been getting sucked in by your love he's 2 and 14 ats his last 16 um i don't care don't care what you were gonna say there's no world we put this in i i don't care if this number got the four and a half i'll bet carolina at three happy to take it especially against an overrated saints team but no no way this gets into my contest i'm sick of backing and losing money on baker wow no way it gets into the contest even no, because we're going to get a shit number. It's gonna, they're going to give us two and a half again. I'm just, I'm just not doing it with Baker at two and a half. Like, give me the three and a half and I'll think about it. But two and a half, just zero chance. All right. Well, I feel like um, that. Just give up on them, Chad. They're, they're uh, no good to you. They, they keep screwing you. You know what? They give me nothing in return. I keep loving them. They keep hurting me. This is no good. No. This is like, like when Jessica Siegel broke up with me. 
when I was a junior <laughs> in high school. We can't see eye to eye. There ain't no good guy. There ain't no bad guy. There's only you and me, and we just disagree. I just love that name too because she sounds like she'd be good looking. She's beautiful. <laughs> Crushed me. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, then they're out. The start of the NFL season is here, and the best place to practice your touchdown dance is on FanDuel, America's number one sports book. FanDuel is kicking off week one with a no sweat bet for everybody. It doesn't matter if you're a new customer or already have an account, you'll get free bets back. If you don't win, just log in and see for yourself. This week, I'd use my no sweat bet on the Cincinnati Bengals minus four and a half over the New York Jets. New to FanDuel Sportsbook, just sign up with promo code favorites to get started. That's promo code favorites. Either way, celebrate the return of football season with a no sweat bet during week one. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. You must be 21 or older and in select states. Refund issued is now withdrawable free bets that expire 14 days after receipt. Max refund $5 unless otherwise specified. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas. 1-877-877. 770-STOP in Louisiana, 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York. Tennessee red line is 1-800-889-9789, 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming or visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia. So yeah. the other team that was on our list, I haven't gone back to the Patriots yet. I want to save that one. Yeah, The Colts is, is sort of in there. But we got to see the number. Vikes minus six. I feel like I got a lot of back and forth on this one, too. Not so much from other pros, but just just in daily life and social media of like, I, I get it. The, the, again, we already talked about the Lions offense looks incredible. Like, but the hardest part is they've had two games at home. Now you're going on a road against the Minnesota team that historically their defense plays so well at that 1 p.m. slot with that crowd noise. We have to factor it in. So. It's not shocking that tons of public money is coming in after a big fade, you know, of Kirk. Like, they lost money on Kirk on Monday night, and now they just hate him. But X's and O's wise, kind of scary. Like, this this Lions team, I talked coming into the season, I had them great as my second offensive line or third offensive line. They've played that out. They've been absolutely dominant in the trenches, their offensive line. Um, so I get what people are saying, right? This is a huge number for Kirk and this offense to be favored by against a team that, Puts up points. Um, I agree. Six is a lot. I'm seeing some five and a halfs out there. So clearly the, the pros are coming on the lines as well. So I probably probably will end up wavering on this one being talked off of it. But I still believe this is a good spot to take Kirk. And the fact that the lines, again, they've looked well against an Eagles team and a Washington team. 
I, I don't know. I, I thought Minnesota had the opportunities, but they kind of blew it. And what would this number have been if you say that Minnesota did lose just by three? Would this still be sitting at seven and the public will kind of be back in on Minnesota a little bit? Most likely. So I just had to take the value where it comes. And the Lions team, again, big believer in them. We already talked about this is kind of their moment in this division. Like, you want to win this division or, you know, shock people and make the playoffs? You got to go to Minnesota and win this game. I just I, – I can't see how they do it unless Jared Goff really has a moment. Again, on the road with that crowd noise, I just can't see it happening. So here's our problem right now. There's a lot of games we're not feeling very confident about. Um, we're like five games in, Chad. But I'm looking at the list of games <laughs> that we sort of pinpointed. The Panthers was on the list. The Vikings was on the list. The Dolphins was on the list. All games that we just talked ourselves out of. The Jags, we like. The Bucks we like. The Falcons, we liked. Let's but, talk about it. Oh, dude, that number's down to one. Yeah, you know why? The silent Hawaiian, Chad. You got to believe in Marcus Mariota. I, I tried convincing you in those two. You just wouldn't bite. Listen, no. I realized something here about this guy. The silent Hawaiian, okay? Oh, this Jesus man, Christ. he's the kind of friend. He texts you. He says, come over. You head over to his house. You get there. It's 830 o'clock at night. All the lights are off, right? You walk in. Hey, Marcus, you hear nothing. You keep walking. All of a sudden, you see a flicker of a TV light in the back room. You walk back there. What do you find? Mariota with the TV on, muted TV, not saying a word, just sitting there watching in silence. Game film. This guy is a workaholic. Doesn't speak much, but everything you hear, he's the ultimate leader. Buy in, brother. Buy in on this Atlanta team. I can't get over how hyped I am about this matchup. Seattle's the worst. This, this ha- the, if we're not going to take Atlanta here, we're frauds. If we don't take them back on the beat, the worst team of football, we're frauds. We'd have to take Atlanta here. I don't know what else to do. I mean, this number is basically flipped. Yeah, it's a shit number. I'm not going to lie to you, but we're, it's it, like we talked about it earlier. You didn't want to take it because it was like literally a pick that they have to win. And I've, I've come to terms with it. I'm backing Atlanta to win this game against Seattle. I, do, I think Seattle is the worst team in football. And like, again, them and the Bears, I talked coming to the year, I just had them the lowest rated. Got to put my money where my mouth is. It's like, Atlanta, I'm with you. I feel disgusting doing this. This is where they always burn us. I got to do it. Like, I just believe in this offensive scheme, and I like what they can do against the Seattle run defense. So we're thinking about them for the contest. We're putting them back in. Yeah. Again, there's going to be a couple like you're going to hate that I've kind of flipped on where it's like, I just feel like I can't put the professional. I got to take the professional part out of it where it's like, what do the numbers say? And what have we seen so far this season? Um, Because some of these teams, again, I don't want to overreact to week one. And week two, a lot of these teams' weaknesses really popped out. And it's like, I don't think it's anything you can fix in one week. You kind of have to take advantage of it here early on. So we'll put the Falcons in. So right now, here's what's amazing. You know how I feel about AFC South and NFC South. And I feel like every single week we're betting AFC South and NFC South. Right now, the games we like the most. (laughs) Right now, the games we like the most. Bucks, Jags, Falcons, and hopefully the Colts. Hopefully the Colts at 0-2 against Patrick Mahomes. We're praying we can get the number that we want on the Colts. Because we think we're so fucking smart, Simon. It's a disgusting life, Chad, but this is where the value is. These teams that no one cares about. All right, then let me, let me throw something out at you. New York football giants at home, almost at pick right now. 
I know it feels like a no-brainer. We take fading Cooper Rush on the road after he just won at home. I'm with you. I hate it, though. It just feels like all the guys I talk to, they like this Cowboys defense. I just think that's the big advantage in this game. It's Cowboys defense who have looked like world beaters through two weeks against the Bucks team and then the Bengals last week. I don't know. I felt like I really loved the Giants when we talked about it on Tuesday. And, um, again, the numbers back it up where it's like, yeah, you're getting a really good – value play and you might be able to get them as a dog come monday night again if the public yeah. keeps smashing this green bay team i mean a uh, cowboys team why wouldn't they move the line i mean the, the book is more than happy to let people pour in the money here on a road road divisional favorite so interesting line i'm with you like say we could get it at one maybe minus one and a half i would take it but again there's just other games in the dock i like a little more than this one where Again, it's my blind spot this season. Me and Chad talked about it. I I was dead wrong about this Giants team, and I'm 0 for 2 against them, and they're 2 and 0 straight up in ATS. So we'll keep an eye on the Giants. We've both been feeling that way. I got one more for you. Actually, why don't you go? You go because uh, like everything I look at is gross, and there's reasons to not do it. So you make make a make a suggestion. Like, I have a bunch of lines I love this week, but it's scary. Where I'm on a lot of public sides where it feels like I'm walking into it. The biggest one is that 49ers game. And again, the Broncos, it's more about me fading their head coach and Russ than it is so much playing the spot where like, usually I'd always be taking the Broncos here, a team that's literally being talked about on like the view about how stupid their head coach is. Like that's usually where you go against everyone um, when they're getting national attention. But the more I look into this team, they just seem like an absolute train wreck. And again, I don't worry, people. I'm going to give Chad tons of shit later in the season if Russell Wilson's really bad because your high horse for your Russell Wilson take was unbelievable this summer. So I'm saving it. Don't worry, people. I just I can't do it after two weeks, but I don't really understand what's happening. I didn't understand this line when it opened. It was kind of the same thing where I looked at the Colts line, right, in the New England line. I was like, okay, I do see where they're coming from, where the books are doing here. Like, we're overvaluing these teams. I do not think we're overvaluing this 49ers team. Again, maybe it's because it's a Trey Lance line. Who knows? But with Jimmy, it does feel different, where I know exactly what I'm getting on this offense. I know exactly what the defense can do, right? Again, one of the best defenses in football. We knew that coming into this year. Dominant through two weeks. Now they're playing against a team that's just been dysfunctional against Seattle and Houston. If this was week eight, maybe I'd give benefit of the doubt to the Broncos because they've had weeks to work on it. It doesn't feel that way. It feels like it's a, a, a quick turnaround here. Now they're playing a team that just knows exactly who they are, where the Broncos are still trying to figure out. And this head coach doesn't know how to manage games. Like, it, it's just, again, I'll be on a public game with all the other, with everyone betting on Sunday night. I hate being in that position, but I think they got one wrong here. I think the books hung a bad line and they didn't account for Jimmy G coming in. And just everything points to this 49ers team. I like what they can do defensively against the Denver. And offensively, I like the weapons they have to counter a Denver defense that just doesn't look that good two weeks into the season. Also, don't forget, Kyle Shanahan, he's actually better on the road than he is at home. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, I try to look at his record because I know he's a below uh, 500 coach. I, I know I know the, the stuff back in it. And I, I'm sure in primetime it's no better. But I know for a fact what you're talking about is true. He's historically been better on the road than he has been at home. And we also know that I have a, in, in the same way that I have a irrational love for an irrational love for the Panthers, an irrational love for Kyle Shanahan. It wavered though. 
I'll, I remember it wavered a little bit last year when the 49ers were kind of in the dumps and people were talking about it. We both agreed, though, we would give up everything to have him as our head coach. So you see him waver completely there. But we were you, you said you think he should be fired. And I was like, no, he'd be picked up in literally one minute. Listen, as my good friend Dave X says, uh, right now, the three teams that uh, the people who produce this podcast every week root for, the Bills, the Eagles, and the Bears, all in first place. <laughs> Enjoy this moment, Chad. Enjoy it. This could be it. This could be it for us. All right. So <laughs> I'm putting the Niners in. Right now, the Niners are one and a half point favorites uh, against the Denver Broncos. Um, Again, if someone fills a, a, a pillowcase full of bars of soaps and beats the crap out of me to take not take that, I won't take it. But for right now, I just... It feels really hard that that someone's going to talk me out of taking this 49ers team. I just think they're get, they hung a shit number and we're getting a good line. It is strange. Let me scroll all the way down here. Hold on. I want to see what what the money's doing. The public wow, 91% of the money right now is on the 49ers. Yeah. So I mean, that's the fear. Like I feel like I'm walking into it, but it's just it just feels like it's such a bad number. Like the look ahead was only two, was two and a half. Again, yeah. it, slipped, it slipped three and a half. For me, that's good reason. Like the Broncos are not what people envision coming into the season. Again, me and Ted talked all summer. Who the hell were the Broncos be getting all that Super Bowl money, MVP money to Russ? It's like these are just unproven factors. And the coach that hasn't been a play caller since 2018, or maybe it was 2015, even worse. And he's looked like a disaster two weeks in, just an absolute disaster. Zero touchdowns in the red zone. Zero. All right. Who else you want to throw out there? I mean, we're going to get to the big balls better of the week or what? Let's do it. It's time for the big balls better of the week. People already knew. As soon as this number came out, people thought it was going to be the Colts, which I, I wanted to with the number win against us. It's the Patriots. Take it three, take it two and a half. You just take it down to a pick. This is just a game that Bill always wins. Feels gross. I'm with everyone. I, I I do not feel good doing this. It takes balls. You have to really bet this one and believe that you're getting an overrated Ravens team against a Patriots team that again they don't look as don't look great this year. But to me, their strength is that defense and that run defense. So I, I like this matchup for this New England team at home. We'll see. Might be a little weather as well, um, which, again, I think would favor this New England team because you wouldn't believe it, but this Ravens team is starting to become a pass-happy team. Like, that seems like where their strength is with all these running backs all banged up. So, um, interesting line movement in this one, but I've seen a couple threes still hanging out there. Hopefully you can find that three. Uh, love it down to two, two uh, one and a half. Wow, even that kind of move, you're going to like it. Yeah, because just because I made this game one, so it's like – if someone makes it a pick, I understand. But to me, I still give a little more respect to this Ravens team. But at three points, it was just it was just an inflated line of simple fact. The Ravens coming to the year, we were on the train. Like, we just thought they'd be much better than this New England team. Now we're three weeks in. They don't look that much different. Like, they both have their strengths and glaring weaknesses. The biggest one is the secondary for the Ravens. They're giving up the most receiving yards. They played two on Joe Flacco the first two weeks. Like, Mac Jones. If he can't step up in this matchup, Patriots fans better start getting worried. I hate this bet. <laughs> I understand why we're doing it. Uh, it makes total sense. 
but I'm I'm truly disgusted by it. It really more is. so than the Jets last week. No, well, the Jets honestly look. I this uh, this is a bias thing, right? I think the Patriots have looked really really bad. Yeah. Uh, the Jets I know are bad, um, <laughs> and the Ravens. I almost feel like here's what's hard about this. I feel like I'm betting against the second half Ravens and I'm, is that a making me have a bias that shouldn't be there because of what I saw in the second half instead of betting the number? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but I'm telling you, it's not just that. It's two weeks. Like Flacco tore them up and their offense didn't look right against the Jets. And then Tua, in that first half, without those two interceptions, he was going up and down the field on this Ravens defense. Like, he just gave them the ball to make it look. Again, it was 35-14 because of his two turnovers. So, I get where you're coming from. But, yeah, I'm with you. I didn't overrate too much with just that one half. Um, I'm just worried about the way this Ravens team's played. I think Belichick is kind of the perfect guy to scheme up against a Lamar kind of player. Like, this is kind of where he shines in these moments, uh, Belichick. But – you're right. Like, I honestly feel gross doing it. But again, I feel like we're playing the number. It's, you're getting a good number here in a matchup that is going to be much closer than the general public really realizes. All right. Well, I have now bet the Patriots uh, plus two and a half. So there you go. <laughs> you know, that's what's available at. Uh, I was say, if you can wait, wait for the three. I just, I couldn't, I can't see this number getting below two. So like two and a half, I feel like is as low as it'll get. Okay. So the Patriots are in there. One other game I think we should talk about. Uh, I don't like it at all, but it's the Commanders plus six and a half. Yeah. Again, I think the big reason we'll be on this one is the simple fact the Eagles team dominant first halves, second halves, both games. Their offense did nothing. And their defense looked vulnerable. So to me, Washington, their first two games, they just keep fighting. Like Wentz kind of has that lever, never die attitude. He's got great weapons, the receiver position. Like the kid they drafted this year, this rookie this year is great. We know about McLaurin. I like what Washington has on offense. The reason I'm just not like so fired up about this one is that their defense is just bad. Like, yeah, the Eagles are going to be able to move the ball for sure on this Washington team. So yeah, my my one biggest glaring thing why I like Washington here is just because this is way too many points in divisional rivalry, especially when they're at home. But the fact that this Eagles team has let teams back in, again, Kirk, that was on him. They, they should have came back in that game. He just could not capitalize on turnovers or in the red zone at all. So Washington here, six and a half. I hate it too, Chad, but I'm going to be betting it. Maybe we you'll have be able to do it. Huh? Yeah. You have to do it. It's just going to be hard for me to put in the contest. But, like, again, if we if it comes Sunday and the same numbers, it's like 90% of the tickets and money is on the 49ers, and we have this Washington team here, I'd probably flip to take them over the 49ers just because I hate being on the public side like that. But both both these teams are on the fence to me where it's like I want them both in. Um, I'll be able to – I could flip either way come Sunday. Okay. All right. We'll put it. We'll put a stick in there, a, a stake in it, a pin in it, whatever it is. Uh, right now, I can tell you right now, we love the Bucks. We love the Jags. I guess we love the Falcons. 
and we're keeping an eye right now on the Giants, Niners, Pats, and Commanders. Those are the final games we're keeping an eye on. So two of those four will be in our final five, most likely, yeah. unless something changes between now and Thursday. And again, I would think about the Bengals because Chad liked it at four and a half. I didn't hate that. It just felt a little chalky. Um, now it's up to five and a half. So it depends what number you could get, but I, I wouldn't put them in the contest of five and a half. But I would maybe think of four and a half, but it's, it's a little, little too rich of five and a half now. Chad's super smart. He knows which way the numbers are going to go. He tends to be right on these things. He did win Scooch Roulette last week. That's true. Executive decision was right. Does that mean you get to go first this week on Scooch Roulette? I might as well. When all hope is lost, all that's left is relief. Let's play Scooch Roulette. Well, I'm not going to take the Bengals because I took the Bengals in my exec decision at four and a half. Mm. Uh, reminder, the Foxhole was Vikings minus six and the Simon Says was Bucks minus two. So if I'm doing Scooch Roulette right now, you know what I'm doing? Going back to the well, Jacksonville Jaguars uh, plus seven. I was going to do that one too. Well, that's oh, a bit of winning, my friend. All right. I'm going I'm to put my money where my mouth is. Give me Atlanta. All in on the silent Hawaiian. Wow. What number? Plus one? Don't even care. Give it to me at minus one. I'm all in. Dude, you are ballsy. I, I'm sucked in. This is usually when I get burned bad by Atlanta, but I just, I'm watching the film. Like they left so many plays on the field against the Rams. I just see against even a worse defense. They're just going to be able to make those plays. I got Cordell Patterson, Drake London, Cal Pitts, all very good weapons. Um, and Mariota is better than Gino, in my opinion. They wrote me off. I ain't right back, though. That's the problem. I ain't right back. Let's go. Our next partner has a product I've tried and loved because I wanted to improve my gut health and get more energy. Listen, guys, everybody knows how into my health I am. We talk about it on the podcast all the time. I've had this first thing in the morning after I wake up and I love the mild tropical taste. Athletic Greens is a great option for easy, optimal nutrition. Just one scoop of AG1 and you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. The blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, plus aging, which I'm always concerned about. Sustainable routines are key. AG1 is my daily micro habit that makes it easy to absorb key nutrients, lead a healthy lifestyle, and feel my best. No matter what the day holds, one scoop, one minute, once a day, every day. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash favorites. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash favorites to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right. Reminder, big balls bet of the week was the New England Patriots. Here's a final rundown of all the branded bets that we've made Tuesday and Thursday. Foxhole, Vikes minus six. 
Exec decision, Bengals minus four and a half. Uh, Simon says Bucks minus two. Uh, Bengals are the survivor pick that we made. Scooch Roulette, uh, Chad likes the Jags plus seven. Simon likes the Falcons at any number. And the big balls bet of the week, the New England Patriots. Simon, give us a round robin here, a money line round robin parlay. All right. Unfortunately, showing two and three last week, Atlanta didn't come through. That was a heartbreaker. Um, this week, I wanted to give out the Colts, but like again, our guy Everett scared me off of it. Apparently, Mahomes doesn't lose in this spot, so we're hoping for the cover. I'm not going to waste your money. Take take the L there. So we talked about Miami already. Screw the points. Take the money line. So first one in Miami, second one in New England, third one in Washington, fourth one in. Jaguars, Chad, Chad, we already talked about it. We love it. The last one, I got to do it. And again, I'll never take them on the spread or anything. Arizona. I, I don't know how the Rams are the kind of team that can ever stat, like, you know, have a lead and protect it. They just can't run the ball. So when I have a team in Arizona where I know Kyler Murray can go vid- video game mode. I'll take it three and a half, whatever the money line is, I'll throw it in the round robin just because. This, to me, is a coin flip game. That's why that number is so perfect at three and a half. There is no real reason to take either side. It's truly who the hell knows what you're dealing with in either of these teams. So I love that to cap out our round robin. It's just a gross finish uh, taking this Cardinals team. All right. Money line, round robin parlay. Miami Dolphins, New England Patriots, Washington Commanders, Jacksonville Jaguars, Arizona Cardinals. That does it, my brother. That uh, Survivor, last we got to lock it in. Well, we said Bengals. Is that, and we're good with that? Not, I don't see any game on this board that makes me feel better. Yeah. All right. Bengals it is. We live and die. Bengals go 0-3. Me and Chad are out. Simon, we will be together again on Convince Me Sunday morning, 11 a.m. Eastern. Me, you, Sean Kerner, Chris Raybon, Dan Ravel, Samantha Praviti. It's a great show. People should watch it at Action Network HQ on the Twitter. Action Network on the YouTube. Download the Action Network app. Follow everything we're talking about in the Action Network app. Faves five, you'll get our final five on Sunday. Everything else, follow the Favorites podcast. That's where you can track the Foxhole, the Exact Decision, the Simon Says, uh, the Scooch Roulette, all that big balls, better of the week, all that good stuff. I'm Chad Millman. He's Simon Hunter. Producer is Matt Mitchell. This has been the Favorites podcast from the Volume Podcast Network. Download us from Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Rate, review, subscribe, give us five stars, say whatever you want. Feedback is a gift. Until next time, love you.